And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson, hoping to have another conversation that helps your business grow. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Oh, man, I'm just doing a lot of soul searching. I'm really trying to define my own characteristics and my properties. And I want to see if I have what it takes to be a successful startup founder. Yeah. So the first couple of weeks, we've talked about why you should start a startup and what to expect and the traits of, uh, of, of yourself and if you have the right traits and, and I think the right founding team, I, you know, I think we talked about maybe about the founding team a little bit too, and the traits of the team is a great topic yeah. for today. Yeah. And this is episode three of 52, dude. God, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do, but you did, you, Matt, you know, before we delve into the traits of a successful startup founder, I wanted to let you know that today's episode of Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software development team quickly and affordably. So you can have, you can be missing the trait of being able to spot and identify software engineering talent, and we'll help you cure that. Perfect. I need some help. Okay. With that. So, it, it, on some days, yeah. And, you know, we are our own clients. So, you know, we, I'd say model tested is fair. Okay. So traits of successful founders, I think you said having a rich uncle was the top one. Yeah. That's got to be on the list. Yeah. That's, it doesn't uh, hurt. so, so for the rest of this episode, you'll be uncle Matt. <laughs> All right. Sure. So you're no longer the other Matt. Congratulations. You have graduated to Uncle Matt. So, well, let's, you know, before we dive in here, uh, you know, we've spent, you know, here we are 500 plus episodes into this whole thing. And the reality is, is I think we've spotted not only among back and forth amongst each other, but with so many of the guests we've had that there is a repetition, a cadence and a pattern to who can not only be a successful founder, but like what personality types they are and, and every, you know, all of that, before we get into the lists, I mean, do you, uh, would you like to address the court? Well, I think as a, as a founder, I think the first thing you got to have is, is just guts. You got to be ready to bet the farm. Um, you got to be willing to, to bet and gamble to some degree. Um, and you got to think big, right? You got to have a big vision. And, um, you know, if, if you've got small ideas and you don't want to take any risk, probably not an entrepreneur, you, you got to have big ideas and a big vision. I mean, you can be an entrepreneur if it's a real small business and you're like, yeah, I sell bananas on the corner. Okay. Well, that's fine. You can be an entrepreneur and you can sell bananas. That's cool. But in the world of startups, usually trying to grow to every corner and, uh, you got to think a lot bigger. So. Yeah. And you know, the, I, I think that risk aversion is a good place to start. Cause like you said, there's a, there's a, like a riverboat 
gambler mentality that does exist with most successful entrepreneurs because I mean, if you're afraid to put chips on the table, if you're afraid to make the bet, it's hard to win the bet. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's so, but, but that's not, it's easy. It's easy to say that it's not as easy to make the bet. And I, you know, I, you know, someone out there just like I do that has been talking about that new business they're going to start for a decade and they haven't done it. And the reason they haven't done it is they're scared. And I'll just tell everyone listening, we were all scared. I mean, I'm still scared on some days. There's, there's a fine line that you walk as an entrepreneur where on one side of it, it's like broke and destitute. And on the other side of it is like Lambos and jets. And it's, <laughs> it's weird. Cause like that, it really does feel like a tightrope. I mean, do, do you agree? Well, yeah. And, and some mornings you wake up in one phase and by the afternoon you're in the other. And then the final phase, by the end of the night, you're in your tears and beer. So yeah, tears and beers is a real thing. So all right, well, let's talk about some of the things. So you want to go good or bad first? Oh, uh, let's start with the good. Okay, I like it. I like it. So, all right. So for those of you listening, we have been asking the Startup Hustle Facebook chat for input on things and whether the members of the group are aware or not, you have been providing us with input and guidance on some of these because you know we try our best to prepare for the shows, but we want to hear what other people have to say because we- <laughs> You're like, wait, you're, what? sorry. I said prepare and you yeah. laughed hysterically. <laughs> yeah. Is this a good time to mention that I had to call you and ask you if you were going to show up for today's show? And you're like, oh yeah, at the time that you chose nonetheless. So sorry. yeah. Oh man. All right. So good traits. Let's go with, let's start with, you got to know how to hustle. I mean, if you don't have hustle and you don't have drive and determination, it's probably over. Yeah. And to me, that's the like, part of it's the, you got to get shit done and whatever it takes, you got to do it right. You're like, you know, you got to jump through a lot of hoops. There's a lot of difficulty. Um, You know, we've got some other qualities on our list here that that go into this, but you just got to figure out whatever you got to do, you got to do it and you got to get the shit done now. You know, you got to hustle. Yeah. And I think... I think the hustle and the drive, you know, now that's easy for me because I got ADHD, which I actually think when it comes to being an entrepreneur and a founder and all that, I, I think it's a plus because I it's harder to slow me down. You have a harder time slowing me down than you would revving me up. Now, sometimes that might be annoying or a whole lot of other things, but getting up and doing it has never been the, the tough part for me. Now, for some people, it is. And we've talked in the past about founders depression and the roller coaster that you go through. That sucks drive, energy, and determination out of any person. So if, you don't, if you're not naturally driven and you don't have that, hey, get up and do it, like you're not a can, if you're not a can-do person, you got to figure some stuff out. Yeah, I think you hit on a big one there is energy, right? We all only have... We, we, we all have just a certain amount of energy to do different things, right? Like I only have so much energy to play with my kids. And then once that energy is done, I'm just done with my kids. Like, right. And, and work is the same way. You only have so much energy to put into things. And a startup demands a lot of energy and a lot of commitment on a daily basis. I mean, it's like raising children. I mean, mm-hmm. and like literally like 
sometimes it's going to shed its pants. I mean, there's no, and you got to stop and clean it up. Like it's true. I mean, it's true. Sometimes it's going to wake up at three in the morning, screaming and crying. And sometimes, and sometimes it's going to look at you lovingly and say, you know what? I love you too. And those are the moments that you have to grab, put your arms around and really get into. Cause you know, like it's, I mean, it's, it's tough. All right. So, I mean, that's next on our list, you know, a successful startup founder is committed. Yep. Absolutely. They're all in. I mean, and that's, that's just like another, I mean, but that's different than drive. You can be driven. You can be a task hound. You can be someone that wants to really get out there and do a ton of stuff, but you might not be committed. So you're there saying, is a difference. So you're saying if like every other weekend when I have free time, maybe I work on my startup is not enough commitment. No. Oh shit. Go all in. You got to go all in, man. Like okay. all in, and you, or you have to have your eyes on all in. You know, and I think that. You know, we talked about that in the last couple episodes where, you know, it, okay, it's the safe play maybe in the very beginning to, it's a side hustle, you're testing, you're seeing if things are going to work, you know, if it's the right thing. But at some point, you've got to jump and build wings. You can't be and, a little bit pregnant. No. And, and, you know, like when I say jump and build wings, there's nothing that's going to help you build those wings faster than the impending doom of hearing splat on the canyon floor. And for me, that's motivating, you know, like, you know, there's, uh, and I think you'll agree for yourself as well. Sometimes the, the moments that I've done my best work and moved my businesses forward the most is when I felt cornered. Don't put Matt in the corner is the rule, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. How about resiliency? Well, being a uh, startup founder is definitely going to trust, you know, uh, test your resiliency on a weekly basis. Um, back to the energy level, you run out of energy and you're just tired and things aren't going well. And you just got to get back up and take another punch. Now we go ahead and lay our favorite quote out there. <laughs> Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. I mean, and it's true. So, but that, but that defines resiliency. I mean, resiliency is, is, and is, you know, Hey, I just failed and I'm going to pop back up. I'm going to figure out how to do this. And, you know, like you, you've, okay. What, how about being a cheerleader? Yes. Yep. You want to go ahead and get into that? Yeah, I mean, we had our company meeting yesterday, right? And it's my job to get up in front of the company on Zoom and say, hey, we had a great year last year. This is why we're going to have a great 2021. This is why this is our plan. This is how we're going to get there. Life is good. And then, you know, before and after the meeting, I might have been beer in beers and tears. But, you know, during the meeting, you got to get up on stage and tell <laughs> everybody that everything is good, right? Game face. I think they call that game face in sports. Yeah, put your game face on. Yeah, I mean, luckily things are going well, so I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not lying to the team. So hello for those of you watching. But sometimes that's what you got to do, though. And in when times are bad, though, you still got to get up and put your game face on and rally the team. I I think that that transparency, though, at the same time, is is a good trait for a successful startup founder. 
like you like you you've said you know and i quote you on this a lot matt and i was actually talking about this to our own staff at the company you and i own together which is fullscale.io helping you build software team quickly and affordably is people want to know if they're winning or losing and that level of transparency builds trust and it says like hey you know like i'm not going to just tell you what you want to hear like i can have my game face on and say hey look I'm stressed about this too. So we can sink or we can swim. And I think that when we talk about resiliency, dedication, commitment, hustle, like sink or swim is a binary choice. Like halfway between the surface and the floor of the ocean is not swimming. Yeah. So like you're either up above water, breathing air and kicking and, and paddling yeah. or you're underwater. Yeah. And I mean, if you're at war, you're either attacking or retreating. You're not going to stand there and take shots sure sure i mean (laughs) well there was a very well there is the fabian defense which is actually almost like retreat 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 until you've worn out the other like you've made the the attacking forces so tired from chasing you that you can now attack and win but I'm not sure that that's the greatest approach. All right. This next one is one that I truly specialize in. And I'm going to say that it might define me on some days. How about being stubborn? Yeah. And that relates back to being committed, (laughs) right? Um, Yeah. The problem is, as a startup founder, you've also got to know when to quit, right? You got to know when to fail. True. And, and, And that's one of the hardest things is, you know, you pour your soul into this thing. You think it's the next big, the next big thing. You keep working on it. But at the end of so many uh, dead ends, at some point in time, you got to figure out like, you know what, we've tried this, we tried that, we run out of funding, we're customers don't like it, nobody's buying it. Like at some point in time, you've got to, you got to know when to quit and pivot. Well, I think that, I think that goes into the next item we have on our list, which is nimble, which, all right. So what, you know what, I'm going to back up because I actually, you know, we talked about preparation, Matt, like there is, there are people that that do prepare for this, unlike someone I know named Matt. (laughs) I didn't pin that on you, bro. I didn't pin that on you. But, you know, we go back to, you know, we talked about resilient and the actual definition of resilient is capable of withstanding shock without permanent deformation or rupture, tending to recover or adjust easily to misfortune or change. And I think that that goes in, that that's a good leader into the next trait, which is being nimble. When the definition of nimble is quick and light and movement or action, agile. Yeah, and I, I think this is part of what defines a startup, right? You're you're starting a new business. You, you, you think you've got the product figured out. You think you know who you're going to sell it to. And a lot of startups are just trying to balance those things and figure those things out, right? And part of what you have to do is be agile and be nimble to figure out, oh, Nope, it's a it's a slightly different target audience that really needs my product, and the product needs these two different features that I never planned. And listen to your customers and be agile and make those changes instead of being so hard headed that you never you know you're never successful because you're not listening to what your customers are telling you. You have to listen to the market. Yeah, and I want to talk about this for a minute because I think that it's that too often just stuff, whether it's an article or a podcast or anything a meeting and they're like, yeah, we need to be agile. All right, what the fuck does that mean? You know, like, like really, like, what does it mean to be agile? Like, or nimble it, like Matt said, it's, uh, you know, it's being on your toes 
and being in a position, you know, we, we used the term game face earlier. Like if you ever played sports, like, you know, you don't just see the guys in left field at Major League Baseball with their back turned to home plate while the pitch is coming in. You know, they're down, they're, they're, they're in a ready position. They're ready to move and, and go left, go right, go forward, go back. And, you know, with that, they're, you know, the ball's curving or it's dropping or the wind's blowing or it hits a bird or something like that. Like anything can happen. And you, the ability to be nimble and agile is, is kind of like Matt alluded to, to saying it's adjusting to market trends, conditions, needs of products, uh, responses from your client base, like anything. Or, and also like, okay, this isn't working next. Yeah. And you got to be able to make those moves quickly. And, and, you know, well, and sitting on them for too long becomes expensive. It leads to missed opportunities, frustrated staff, depletion of resources. I mean, there's a zillion different things now at the same time, you know, because the last term was, was stubborn. Uh, it's hard, you know, cause it's, it's sometimes we're ego driven and we, Oh no, I, I want to be right so bad that I'm going to ride this until I am right. And then by the time you figure out that you're not, it's too late. Yep. It's too late. So, well, what what's ability to pivot? Same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's listening to your customers and figuring out there's something else you need to do or a different market you should be targeting. You know, we were talking about taglines and favorite quotes uh, for the pot in the history of the podcast uh, you have one of my favorites. Um, I'm one pivot away from greatness. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Is pivoting failing? No. I agree. I don't think it is either. I think it's just adjustments, you know, and um, as much as I hate the New England Patriots, and sorry if you're from New England, but I do, but Bill Belichick has a quote that I love, which is if you're waiting till halftime to make adjustments, you're waiting too long. And that's an example of nimble and being able to make changes. And, and, you know, like you gotta be able to do that. Uh, and that, I mean, those are pivots. Those are changes. Yep. Like, Hey, these plays are not working, running the ball up the middle. Uh, uh, it didn't happen. so let's throw one deep. Let's do something. Let's change it up. Let's mix it up. Like our own hometown chiefs won the, the playoff game against the Browns recently by throwing a pass on fourth and inches, like what? Yep. But it was trying something different. It was a riverboat gambler mentality. And here's the thing, Browns weren't expecting it. Sorry, Cleveland. And by the way, my friend, Jason Morris, who's probably not listening, but I'll, I'll, I'll call him out. He is from Cleveland and, oh, it was so cute. He thought the Browns were going to win. So he bet me a hundred dollars. He's got to send me, apparently Cleveland has world famous stadium mustard or something. So he's got to send us a bunch of that. And he has to wear a Chiefs jersey and root for the Chiefs in the AFC championship and do it on social media this weekend. So, yeah, sometimes you got to be able to take advantage of opportunities, right? Yeah. All right. So back to these traits. How about discipline? Yeah, I mean, you got to stick to a plan. You got to make a plan and stick to it. And I think that's one of the biggest problems startups make as they they meander around right they don't they don't pick a strategy and make the strategy work to to your point they had earlier like if you have adhd and you're constantly changing your plans around it's hard to be successful if you if you don't have discipline to stay 
you know, in one lane and make it work. So, you know, discipline, self-discipline, um, you know, I've always defined that as the ability to do things at the times that you want to do them the least. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, cause it's a great way to uh, put it. I mean, it really is because people are like, well, what is discipline? And it really is. Once again, discipline, more specifically self-discipline is doing the things that you need to do at the times that you want to do them the least. That's the, and thing. it's I mean, dude, it's really easy to get up and do things when you want to do them. It's about doing the stuff. And, and look, this is hard. It's hard. You know, you talked about it. You have a video on the Startup Hustle YouTube channel and go check it out about why you call it the Startup Hustle. And, you know, you in 60 seconds, you very clearly define like the kind of crap you're going to have to go through. It's usually about doing things that you don't know how to do, that you don't want to do, doing them at the times you don't want to do them but they're key and they're crucial. And like some of the, some of the measures of discipline, like, okay. So even though I don't admire him as a person, Floyd Mayweather, the boxer is a amazing example of discipline. Do you know that dude, when he's training for a fight, he gets up and will run like 20 miles at like three in the morning because he knows he's training when his competition isn't. That's nuts. That's discipline though. Yep. That's discipline. Let's like, I mean, and that's, and it's it, now discipline is something you can train yourself to do. Like you don't, you, you, I don't think you're just born disciplined. I mean, some of it is as simple as, you know, scheduling on your calendar, like, Hey, every week at this time, I got to do this shit. I know I don't like doing it, but it's on my calendar and I got to do it. Is that kind of like the podcast today? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> So wait a minute. So that means having your business partner call you and be like, dude, are we still doing the podcast at the time that you picked? And you're like, yes, I'm, I'm on it. Disciplined as I'm on it. Perfect <laughs> example, people. Do, <laughs> well, then is that next on our list? Yeah, tenacity. So you know, one of our recent guests, a guy named Eric Kleist, and maybe our first guest from, and might have been from Oregon, uh, or Idaho, is Idaho. Like, that might be 48th out of 50 on our list, on our listeners list, by the way. Um, so when it comes to tenacity, you said you got to have the ability to be devastated by failure for one second, then bounce right back up. It's very, like, there's a recurring theme in the traits now that we've gone down this list. Like you've got yeah. to be able to get up from getting knocked down. Yep, absolutely. And I think the next one on our list here kind of summarizes some of it. Lay it on us. Being able to uh, have strong emotional intelligence. And I think it's, you know, the control of your own emotions and understanding them, but almost even more importantly is the emotion of others. You know, so, so much about business is it's a, it's about people and understanding your employees, um, understand how they were doing. Back to your point earlier about being a cheerleader, right? It's, it's keeping them motivated, making sure they're happy, making sure they're on the team, all that stuff. Like a lot of it is, is understanding everybody's emotions. Yeah. And I think that that starts, you know, I wrote about this, uh, have a whole section in my book, Balance Me, about personality styles, because there's four that exist. And you're driven, you're influential, you're steadfast, or you're conscientious. Now, the thing is, is whatever personality style you are, it mixes differently with the other personality styles. And, 
you know, so to be even like plainer about it, like drive and influential, those are type A and steadfast and conscientious are type B. Now I'm a high type A. So I have to treat people that are type B personalities or introverts a little different because they not only react to my personality style in a different way, they respond to external stimulus in another way. And, you know, I, I've often said as a leader, I think that you have to, with your people, you have to figure out who needs to be pushed and who needs to be pulled. Because pushing someone that needs to be pulled usually doesn't work in the other way around. So, and that's an emotional intelligence. And some of the, you know, so the definition of emotional intelligence is the ability to recognize understand and manage our own emotions and recognize, understand and influence the emotions of others, which is kind of what I just defined and described. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, okay. More, we got more dude. This is such a, this is a great list. I want to thank our team that put this together. And I really want to thank all the people in the startup hustle, Facebook chat that made our job easier by talking about the things that, that they had in there. So, um, you know, okay, you got to have a belief in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, oh, dude, get out of here. Yeah, confidence is key for sure. And now that's something that you're, I, I think you can learn to be confident. It's not like, I, I think that some, some traits you're, you're born with or are locked in pretty early in life. Um, that's one that you can figure out. Um, all right, this next one is p passion. Yep. Passion. Yep. We've, how much time have we spent talking about that, dude? Yeah. Like, if you're not passionate these, about what you're doing, you're going to quit. Yeah. A lot of these things are all related. Empathy. Yeah. And, and for me, this has always been a hard one, especially earlier in my career. Um, me too. Understanding like, okay, I'm really good at this and other people aren't and how they do work versus how I do work and understanding their perspective and, gets back to the emotions, just understanding who you're dealing with and, and showing empathy um, is, and some people are super sensitive, right? Um, and so it's, it can be tricky, tricky to work with those people. You gotta, gotta understand, understand them. You know, my, my wife, Jill worked with us um, and our first business that led to everything that we still do now. And we're very different personality types. And I had to learn a lot about how to communicate with the opposite uh, personality styles and the other way around. And, you know, that's, and, and empathy is tough. Uh, I think it's really, especially tough for people that are high type A's, like, cause we start moving really quickly and we're really driven. And like, if you're a highly driven person, you're, you're kind of just in that mode of like crushing everything in your path or literally shoving it out of the way. And it's, I think it's really easy to have a total lack of empathy because of that. Uh, I too, uh, and this is something that, well, this and, and compassion, which is next on our list is sometimes uh, lacking. Now I want to challenge compassion because I don't have compassion for my competitors. Yeah, for sure. Do you? Uh, uh, not really. No. It doesn't mean I'm. It doesn't mean I'm working and operating with no class. But in the end, I, I mean, I want it all. I mean, I have a little compassion for the people that work there, but not necessarily the company. Yeah, and that's fair. And that's fair. Okay. How about humility? Yeah, I think I think everybody needs to be a little humble. 
I mean, I think that's just a good trait in general. Dude, I think entrepreneurship is going to force you to be humble on many yeah. days. Now, I think a lot of people, that, I, I know a lot of entrepreneurs that aren't, but I think that, okay, so I think you just get handed a, a I think you have to take a tall, you have to drink a tall glass to shut the fuck up occasionally as an entrepreneur you know like hey here you go here's your extra large here's your big gulp of shut the fuck up because uh you know dude the the longer you're an entrepreneur the longer you do this the better the chance is that you're gonna that you are gonna get some humility shoved down your throat and 2020 did that to a lot of people it did it to me yep absolutely it's me now I've had, I have, and we, I think the sooner you fail and learn that that's part of the process, the easier it is to accept the fact that humility is coming your way. Like hubris is not a great quality as an entrepreneur. That's not like, I mean, first off, no one wants to be around it. No one wants to deal with it. Okay, Matt, this next one is just you to a T charming. Yeah. I think wh whoever is the leader of a company, They've got to be inspiring and a little, a little charming, right? I think those are leadership qualities that you got to have. Every, everybody's got to love their boss, got to love the founder a little bit. Um, if if they just rub you the wrong way and you're like, I just don't like that guy, you know, it makes it a lot harder to uh, hire people and lead. So this is this is an interesting one because I don't necessarily need you to like me, but I do need you to respect me. Yeah. You got to respect the hustle. And I, yeah. and there's a little bit of a difference there, you yeah, know, because like, I'll tell you what, if you're going to work with me, like I have high expectations. I tell people that like I, before I hire someone, I sit them down. I'm like, Hey, look, I'm just going to be honest. I, I got high expectations. We try to do things on a world-class level. If you don't think you're up for that, you won't last here long and you won't like me. You, in fact, you will fucking hate me. Because that's, I want to make people that I don't want to make, you have to choose whether or not you're going to be great, right? I can't make you great. I can't motivate you. One of the most popular questions that I've gotten from other people over the years is how do I motivate my staff? And I say, you can't. And they're like, what do you mean? Well, you can't, people eventually have to motivate themselves. You can, you can get people fired up. Like, I have people ask me, I think people ask me that because I have a lot of energy. Like that's probably the most common thing that people have said to me over the last 10 years. So like love the energy. Now energy is contagious, but it wears off. Yep. You know, Absolutely. and that's, and that's the thing. So eventually people are going to have to figure out how to do it themselves. Okay. I'm going to bundle these next two together. Integrity and honesty. Absolutely. Yep. Nobody mm -hmm. likes to work for a crook. Yeah. And do business with uh, we don't have to name names, but we've had hist we've had history with those that whether it's on any form of business or knowledge, everyone knows someone that you're like, God, that's I would not leave you alone with one dollar of mine. Yep. And well, the problem, the, well, the thing is, is, is that becomes limiting. Not only will you lose the, you, okay, look, all you can do is all you can do. So if you want to build something bigger than yourself, it has to go past yourself. You have to like get people have to have a belief and maybe even a blind faith in you on some days. But if you lose the integrity and the trust and dude, I see people piss this away. Like, so a few years ago, I was the keynote speaker at the uh, the, fr the National Fraternity Leaders 
of America, which I didn't even realize was a thing until I spoke to 500 of them. And they asked me to give their leaders something that they could pass on to a young generation. And I said, and one of the things in there was don't blow everything you're doing for little, like, okay, I'll give you an example. Like someone blows their career because they lied on an expense report and got caught and it was like 23 bucks. I had to fire one of my employees because he lied about how many hours it worked. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, congratulations. You, you sacrifice big bank for little bank. Not, not a good approach. Okay. Ambition. I think that goes without being said. Yep, absolutely. So we have Johnny Stryker Wolf from Startup Hustle Chat said they're great strategists and have good judgment. I'm by that. All right. How about curiosity? Yeah, I, th I think that goes into uh, being a good problem solver as well, right? I think that's part of being an entrepreneur is you're, you've got to solve problems and you've got to be curious about the problems and, and curious about how things work to figure out how to improve them. If we weren't curious, full scale wouldn't exist. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had started and had a different approach and, you know, we had enough people asking about getting in on what we were doing. So we were curious and we explored it and quickly found that that was a bigger, broader, better path to revenue. It was a revenue super highway as opposed to a trail that we needed to blaze with Gigabook and the other things that we had looked at. So, I mean, without, it, it, you know, that's, that's that same, yeah, and we had to embrace the next quality of creativity because with full scale. And once again, today's episode is brought to you by full scale. We help people build software teams, but we were our own clients and we didn't want to just create the same broken offering that our competitors had. So we went and talked to people. We, it, we wrapped our arms around curiosity and talked to those that were interested in what we were doing. They said, well, I had a really bad experience with this company. Okay. Tell us why. And then we heard, we found a recurring theme, which hovered around three to five different points. And we just did the opposite. Well, Same thing I, with our employees. Same thing with our I, employees. We asked them what they hated about their former employers and they all basically said the same thing so we did the opposite well i think in general to be a a startup you've got to be creative and you got to be innovative you got to be different than everybody else or otherwise it's going to be hard to succeed so i think in in general that's you know pretty fundamental to being a successful entrepreneur so you, you got to be creative and innovative okay which brings us to the next one on the list now one of my one of my favorite Startup Hustle Chat uh, contributors and local Kansas City founders and Startup hum uh, Hustle alumnus, Eric Foster from Sedaris, said successful founders have a vision in the future. And you got to. Like, I mean, I, I've equated this to some of it is strategy. Like when you talk about chess masters, they're thinking three, four, five moves ahead. These, they're, they're like, you have to attempt to see around a corner somehow. And that's what innovation is. Innovation isn't just, you know, hoping that it all comes to you if you wait patiently. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, this next, the next, and we've only got a couple more and then we're going to talk about some of the bad traits. Okay. Overachievers. They got to go above and beyond. They can't do the bare minimum to get by. 
That's for sure. I wasn't, I'm an overachiever now, but I wasn't always. Were you? Um, I think in some ways, yeah. I've always been an overachiever in some things. I think it was misunderstood. I think it's fair. Like I was a terrible student. I've dropped out of five colleges. I've done all right. You know, it's, I mean that, and I think that achievement and whatever it is that you're doing, like really in the end, it's you that decides if you're successful or not, not everyone else. Yeah. I think it goes into the next, the next one on our list here is, is being exceptional. Like you gotta be exceptional at something, right? You gotta be an, an overachiever, exceptional, like brilliant at something usually not at everything, but at something. Well, good enough stopped being good enough a long time ago. Good enough is average. I mean, being good enough to be a quarterback in the NFL is not enough to win the Super Bowl. True. True. Right? You got to be exceptional. Okay. All right, so we talked about a whole lot of stuff that are traits. Now, I think we, we would be remiss if we did not talk about some bad stuff, too. And, every, and we know that the listeners love the train wrecks on some days. So bad traits. Would you like to address the court before we talk about bad traits, Matt? Do you have any, do you have any million dollar statements or wisdom that you would like to? Well, light I've, on? Worked, I've worked with multiple bad business partners in the past and the recurring theme to most of them. Wait, wait, wait. I'm your business partner. I said in the past. Okay. Okay. I think, I think the most common thing of all of them is they were very ego driven and everything was about them. It was, it's always, they always said it was always about them and I, and, and, and what they did and what they want to accomplish and whatever. And we're very ego driven. And when you're starting a company, it's, it's a team sport and uh, you got to check your ego. Um, that, I think that's one of the most disastrous things is, is people that are very egotistical um, struggle. Yeah. You know, I had a bad business partner once and what made it bad was his primary concern and focus was what, how much value can I suck out now? Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's not, that's not a good trait of, of anyone. And I think as a founder, um, you have to, it's like, it's, you have to aggressively be patient and, uh, I think that's a good way. Like it, and patience is hard. It's like, in some cases you want to have zero patience. In some cases you have to have like 110%, but you know, on some of the bad traits that we've got in here is and first on the list is being closed minded. I think that, that a closed minded attitude and approach goes against pretty half of the list of the great traits that we yep. talk about. Absolutely. Yep. So when you think of what's an example of closed minded that you can, you can spit, spit for us. I mean, just thinking that you built the product for a certain market and you're like, Hey, we're going to go sell it to these people. And if that's, if, if you think that's the only way it's ever going to work and everybody's telling you differently, then eventually you just fail because you're so closed minded in your thought. Yeah. And by the way, so we have a comment from the live chat, which I, it came in after my dropping out of college. And, you know, it's like, here you go. Someone said I dropped out of college and had a 1.7 GPA out of high school. Uh, I was lazy when I was young, but once I found a passion, I became an overcomer or overachiever. And yeah, so, I mean, I get it. 
than there. I think I had about a 1.9 GPA in high school. Like, I think for I think for all people in life, you know, you 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 see the uh, the teenagers that are struggling or whatever. It's they just need something to be passionate about, right? And yep, yep. Uh, people are successful and they have something they're passionate about. The reason I had a 2.0 GPA is because I either got an A or an F. I mean, if I liked the class, I liked the course, I liked the teacher, I was cool with it, killed it. If I yep. and if I didn't, I just didn't pay attention. I didn't care. Now you were t- we were talking about being closed-minded. I think that goes well with the next item on our list, which is they have not defined a clear direction for their company. You got to be the leader, right? If if you're an entrepreneur, somebody on the team, if it's not you, anyways, has got to be a visionary and and be a leader and set the direction and and tell the troops like here we're gonna climb that mountain and this is how we're going to do it. And let's go. Like you need a direction. You need a leader. So next on the list, victimitis, they blame others or outside forces all the time. It's always someone else's fault that, you know, it's like no matter what. And, and look, if you're okay there, this is a bet. This goes well with like not willing to take responsibility. So these are the, this is that, let me describe who that person is. Donald Man, Trump. I got, I got, I got a ticket. I got a speeding ticket on the way to your house. I can't believe that cop, how dare him give me a ticket for going 40 miles an hour in a 25. Yep. Not, not like, well, shit, I was speeding. Got the ticket. Got to suck it up. Got to yep. pay. It's not, not. And and you hear that a lot, you know, now sometimes forces you can't control do become overwhelming, but sink or swim. Well, sink or swim. do you want to exist on the bottom or do you want to float or you want to try to get to the top? And making excuses and, and blaming other people is also very dangerous if in combination of some of the other traits of, of right, you're like, I bet the farm and I'm really stubborn and I'm going to try really hard. And you just keep making excuses for your failure instead of accepting them and overcoming them or just figuring out like, Hey, this is never going to work, but I keep making excuses for it. And I, you know, and I'm stubborn and not accepting the excuses. Um, I just keep making them. You're being dishonest with yourself. I agree. And also in with that, another bad trade is know-it-alls. Absolutely. Yes. Those are the worst. It's hard knowing everything, Matt. It's a lot of responsibility. The burden, the burden. Okay, so if my life was an old Western movie, I'd be the dude that kicked the door open at the saloon and I'd shoot everyone and then ask for names. I don't have a hard time making decisions, right? But, yeah. but so many people hesitate. You talk about paralysis, analysis, analysis, paralysis, and all these different things. You ever work around someone that just can't make a decision and you're like, I, like you almost get to the point where you're like, fuck, just pick. I'd rather you pick the wrong thing and we fail just so you actually make a decision. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. When it comes to making decisions, like, I mean, do you just accept that you know that you're not always going to be right, but we should at least try something? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the key to startups in general, right? Is you make the decisions based on the information that you have at the time. It's always easy to look back and say, well, that was a dumb decision, but you just have to make the best decisions with the information and and the choices that you have at that moment and make a decision. Um, Hindsight's always 20, 20, but 
a lot of times as a startup, you, you've got to make a decision. You've got to move forward. Yeah, I'm going to add one to the list. Um, and based on your comments right there, you can't. OK, what Matt's talking about is if you live your whole existence in life or as an entrepreneur or really in general, looking in the rearview mirror, you have absolutely like the whole time you have absolutely no idea where you're going. You're going to miss opportunities to just you're not going to you're not going to see the exit. You're not going to see the options. You're going to get in wrecks like what's behind you is behind you. And it's not often that, you know, we don't talk about religion, sex or politics on the show. But, you know, the Buddhists say all you have is the now. And there's there's a, there's a structural reality that I think is very useful for entrepreneurs because it means like have a real short memory. The most elite athletes on the planet are often described as having like like no memory in the regards like, okay, you just let a ground ball go between your legs. Like you, it, okay, it happened. You can't go back and undo that. So you gotta, it's, it's capitalizing on what you, what you can deal with now, the information you have now, the situation that you have now, and also what's coming up next. What's in the past is in the past. You need to either decide that it killed you or that you, uh, what was that Nintendo game where you could, it was it Contra where you could have ultimate lives, A, B, B, A, up, up, down, I think was like cheat code. Mm -hmm. You could always like regenerate or respawn like, but that's the thing. And, and, and here's the thing you, you either decided to get back in the game or game over. So make a decision and don't spend a bunch of time looking at the past. Absolutely. Yeah. Just By the way, Matt, I'm a, I, I'm a real, I'm a big fan of what you did at your first startup. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the, I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan of your early stuff. So one of the last uh, last bad traits we have here, and I think this is one of the ones that I struggle with sometimes, is uh, refusing to delegate. I think delegate delegation is important as a as a business scales, and uh, you know, not having one person that everybody has to go to to get things done, and and not and not spending your time on things that are more important right? You spend all your time in, in details of things that other people could be doing and you're not spending enough time doing higher level things. So learning to delegate is, is something that's important. Yeah. And, you know, I, I made the comment earlier that all you can do is all you can do. And I mean, it's true. And, you know, I even recently just spent some dedicated, you know, I dedicated some time to refocusing my ability to delegate. You know, I had to reorganize some stuff I had to really and, you know, I've been talking to you about some of this and it's like, you know, wanting to be a good communicator, wanting to be a good delegator, knowing that you have the right people and team around you to to to, to get it done. And the thing is, is like most of the time, the stuff that you're delegating isn't the stuff you wanted to do anyway. Yep. So and if you have the right people around you, they're sitting there with open arms waiting for the list. Yep. What can I do to help you? And you got to, you know, like do it. And some of the I think one of the hard things for a lot of people with delegation is, you know, oftentimes we tell ourselves that it's easier and faster to just do it ourselves. But when you when you take that approach, that means you always have to do it. Yep. So sometimes you have to. Uh, you gotta, you know, you gotta have the ability to stop, show some, say, I need help. Ask for help. Well, and that's the hardest part is if you don't have help. <laughs> True. So, and, and that's True. part of the struggle of uh, being a startup. 
Well, Matt, that was a beefy list. Um, you know, when we look back at this episode, and once again, this is episode three of 52 about how to start a, a tech company. And we haven't even started talking about the tech part of that yet. But the thing is, is like, don't start a tech company. Really don't start a company, A, unless you know what you're getting into. And I think B, if you don't emulate any of the positive traits or characteristics that we mentioned, do a little soul searching because you're yeah. going to need to. I mean, I've got an 11 year old son that has half of these bad traits. Uh, he would not be a good entrepreneur. I mean, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Having kids is fun. It's, by not, it's not, it's not for everyone. Now my six year old emulates a lot of these traits and a lot of the bad ones too, you know, but, um, she, she took my DNA when it came to energy and drive and, knows how to be charming and ask for the sale, which um, tends to work out. So yeah, I don't know if you saw on Facebook, she made me a name tag for work. If you want to call me dad DeCourcy from now on, um, you, you're more than welcome to. And speaking well, of which- that's perfect, because I can be Uncle Matt. And you can and I'll be dad DeCourcy. Yeah. You're always the other Matt to me. That's fine. Is that fair? Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that I love about this show the most is Matt. So, <laughs> I mean, I think the, and the thing I hate about it the most is Matt. That's fair. Is that, is that fair? So yeah. I mean, we, we normally end episodes when we have guests with the founders freestyle. I mean, overall, like what are your closing remarks and statements here? I, I think we went through a lot of good stuff. I, th I think, by the way, I'm not afraid to say it. I think we're crushing it on this series, dude. I think this was a well there. I think there's a lot of good insight in here and you know, which, which of it, like what's the most, what, what's your, what's your favorites? Well, in summary, a lot of the good trades are very similar, right? They're about hard work and perseverance and positive attitude and, and um, you know, all, all those sort of things, right? You, you got to be able to take a punch and keep going and, and do whatever it takes to, to be successful, you know, listen to your employees, listen to the market, make changes, be adaptable, all those things. And the bad traits are, you know, a lot of times it's, it's, it's ego, it's making excuses, it's being lazy, it's being dishonest to yourself or your employees. It's, you know, it's, it's the common shit that just makes you an asshole and nobody wants to deal with you. So true. And true. like, and I, and you know, I, it, for me, I, and once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. Let us help you build a winning team, software engineers and developers. We do it for a lot of other successful tech companies. So why not give it a shot? Um, you know, the, it, we started the TV show and you can check it out on YouTube. And, it, you know, I've, I've in, in the first episodes, we spend a lot of time defining some of this stuff, like, why did you start a business? What's hard about it? What are some of the traits? Like what's an entrepreneur, you know? And, and by the way, can anyone spell entrepreneur? Nope. I didn't think so. And I have the tenacity to keep trying despite getting it wrong about 15 times a day. But, you know, so many of these traits are synonyms. Like they're the yeah. kind of the same thing yep. over and over again. Like you gotta be ready to work hard. Um, I think that overwhelmingly everybody I talked to that, that made it to the side of the fine line where there are Lambos and jets and financial success and all that, they will tell you it was a lot of hard work. I think that if you're not a hard worker, I think the resiliency thing is a big one. Um, passion. 
I mean, God, I've said that so many times in the history of the show. Like if you're not passionate, I mean, just like, you know, it like that's a yes or no question. That's kind of like, you can't be kind of pregnant. Um, you're passionate or you're not. And cause if you're kind of passionate, you're not passionate. And if you're not passionate about the business that you're about to start or the one that you're involved in, it's time to take a look. Yep. I mean, it really is. And, and, you know, man, I think you said it best when it comes to the bad traits, like, <laughs> I mean, be someone that other people want to be and be around and be around. Yeah. yeah. And that's someone that people should want to be. And, and it's a pretty simple diagram and, and, and don't be afraid to humble yourself and, you know, like admit that you're not, not always right, that, you know, your solution isn't always perfect and to delegate. I think the, the delegation thing is a big thing, especially if you get on, if you find that you're on a rocket ship because you're moving fast, you're headed into the stratosphere. And if you're not dishing it out, like you got to be like that, that quarterback calling audibles at the line or the manager that runs out in the middle of the inning and, and revises the plan or do something different. You know, you have to be there and you're look, you're going to head into a lot of situations and stuff that you're not prepared for. It's okay. Nobody had experience until they did. Love it. I just end on that. I'll see you next time, Matt. All right. See you. Thank you. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.